Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. Do we have a doozy of an episode for you today? <laughs> We've been known to bend the rules a little bit around Christmas time before, and you might remember last year we recorded a very special episode on Batman Forever. And this year, we're coming to do the follow-up. We are recording on Batman and Robin, but much like Batman and Robin, Goo and I are going to need a bigger Batcave because we are not alone. Andy Spateri, Gooey fame, and we've got two crossovers here. We've got the Flashback 64 crossover. We've got the Spateri's Review crossover. We've got McKenna. We've got Samantha. What's up? How are you? Thanks for coming. Good. Hello. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very. I guess I could have like thrown at someone specifically, couldn't I? Have? No, it's, it's, we're just all here. It we're is. Here. It is a lot like Batman and Robin, where it's like it's Batman and Robin, and there's even more characters that you didn't know, expect. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, this is a a star-studded virtual theater podcast episode, and uh, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited that that you're here with us, babe. Recording. It's fun. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, I've never obviously done a couple of podcasts with you, but never with Goo and McKenna. So yeah. it should be interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to just talk to you because I usually communicate with you like through Andy. So yeah, you know, <laughs> it's nice to actually sit down and chat with you. Um, and Andy, uh, I got to I, I got to apologize. So we got McKenna here as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No so need to we... apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is poor. That's poor timing, but that's not why I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing because I've been, uh, I've done this before on the show when we we did a crossover and we talked about Turok, and then I actually just for this month it hasn't come out yet, but for movies that whip, um, me and Adriel covered a Bond movie, and I was Ooh. sort of. We did um, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and I sort of did it because I was like, <clears throat> we're going to be covering uh, GoldenEye, you know, eventually coming up yes. here. And I was like, oh, we should watch some of the Bond movies. So I threw that one in there. And then this kind of lined up perfectly because we were already planning on doing this from last year, but we just covered, uh, I think it was on our Doom. No, it was on the episode we just recorded for Hexen. And war gods, but um, the one of the the highest grossing movies at the time those games came out in our flashback series was Batman and Robin. Yeah. So uh, I was like, the stars aligned. We got to do another crossover. So I'm sorry. I keep using. I'm also like, we gotta we gotta get the other show in on here. But <laughs> it's just I don't know. It, it works too perfectly. I think. Yeah. Some things are meant to be. And you know, it's funny. Like we were watching. Uh, we watched Casino Royale a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think that might be my favorite Bond movie. Such a hell movie. yeah. Yeah. It's so really good. good. Yeah. Um. But so like we were we were actually like talking a little bit. We were walking Link, and I was like, like how many Bond movies can you name? And we were talking <laughs> about this, and we did like okay. I think we got to like fifteen or so. We did like pretty decent. You had That's definitely more like yeah. like back end <laughs> yeah. knowledge. I was more. Like, like modern. modern yeah yeah um but so, so there's like previews for and we watch goldeneye specifically like a preview for goldeneye on amazon prime this preview is like eight minutes long dude it's like the whole movie and i was i felt right. like i watched well, goldeneye well, after mm-hmm. watching this it was wicked. Oh, like a little recap yeah yeah well that's yeah. that is also a sick movie of course so yes definitely that was my first bond i don't know about you you guys uh for me probably too yeah because i i think i went from the game have you seen you haven't really fully seen uh, that i I've seen like 
bits of uh like pierce brosnan bond on tv i don't know which one but i think the mm. first one i watched in full was probably casino royale mm. it, that's uh, a good it's worth pointing out that we're just on a whole uh bond tangent now i'm sorry but it's worth pointing <laughs> out that uh goldeneye and casino royale uh were both directed by the same guy martin campbell so mm-hmm. uh um no coincidence they're both the best one because uh um he's i don't know he did an awesome job yeah what was your first one <laughs> do you remember i can't remember what the first movie was but kind of the same thing like i remember from the video game like the intro music like <clears> when <throat> you're waiting or like had like the start menu come up like yeah. the music was what i remember my oh, brother the, played the it all the time yeah so yeah good. um probably <laughs> one of like the modern what's the one with like or skyfall i think Maybe that wasn't the first one that I watched, but I think I bet, that's the uh, yeah, most like, memorable watched, one. That, that was a great movie, yeah. too. That was a great Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's... I actually feel, to, to segue back, like, specifically some of those later Pierce Brosnan Bonds, like, I feel like they have some of the same kind of energy that we see in uh, Batman yeah. and Robin here. Like I, like, I think, like, once you get past Goldeneye, like, Tomorrow Never Dies, like, all of them kind of blend together a little bit for me. Um, but mm. I do remember, I think it's Die Another Day, where Bond is on, like, his invisible fucking car, and he's, like, on the <laughs> ice, and I was the just, ice like, hotel yes. or whatever. and the dude who so, never sleeps, and, like, it's, like, a crazy movie, and it's, like, yeah, it, it fits kind of, like, right in perfectly with, with Batman and Robin. Well, because, the, and the, the two we've covered specifically, they're, I mean, they're similar, but, um, when you look at them, and then the wider, like, range of batman movies there's actually a lot to compare to the bond series because there are some that are like yeah this is more serious then there's some that's like this is kind of serious and goofy and then there's Mm -hmm. some that are like this is just a straight up like comedy (laughs) like film yeah remember (laughs) when i was when i was a teenager and i was a spunky teenager i was watching a movie with my dad in theaters and they had a preview for batman begins and i was like oh what is this, James Bond? <laughs> and my dad's like, shh, we're in the movie theater. Like, to stop. But, yeah, like, that that movie, like, literally couldn't be more Bond-esque. But, like, Craig, Daniel Craig Bond, whereas this one obviously is... Mm. Well, yeah. It's a different breed of Bond. There's even its own, like, sort of, then, I think the Bond series after that, and, like, The Dark Knight, I think definitely, like, uh, Skyfall, I think borrows a lot oh, tonally yeah. from The Dark Knight, for sure, mm-hmm. so yeah yeah well lots of back and forth (laughs) as mentioned we are here to talk about the 1997 (laughs) cyberpunk classic batman and robin (laughs) i had that epiphany while i was watching it i was just like this this checks all the boxes for a modern cyberpunk classic you've got sick neon lights you've got like insane villains and over the top action Mm. i guess that's really it but i was just like yeah this rocks i can see that yeah there's Um, some things that you i could sort of like um i was thinking of when they're doing like the the chase scene on their like big elevated highways like yes like with the the motor with the motorbikes oh my god yeah (laughs) it's sort of cyberpunky it's more of just it kind of reminded me of uh the the prequels the star wars prequels when like especially in a uh the city in attack of the clones you know uh like it just looks like totally unreal like that location (laughs) you know um, like all the statues in Gotham City, mm-hmm. like just these ginormous yeah. freaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it looks yeah. so awesome. But I guess 
we should start right from the top. And I, mm. I wanted to say that when I was watching this movie, so obviously, like I, I watched it when it came out. I was a big Batman fan. I still am a big Batman fan. Um, and I remember loving it as a kid, and like, and like I had all the toys and stuff like that. And you know, as I got older, I, I kept on hearing like how awful it was. But I like, I never had a period in my life where mm. I was like, I think this movie sucks. Like I always was just like, I, I love this movie, even though like. You know, you can realize it's maybe not great or not. Uh, yeah, kind of like Resident Evil. Like it's not what you, not what I would do, but like for the direction that they chose, I was just like, I, I love this movie. It's fantastic. I don't know if you guys felt the same, or do you, do you remember watching Batman <clears throat> Robin like originally back in the day? You probably not because you were like three. I don't know. I don't think I I watched this when I was a kid. But like watching you watch this movie a couple nights ago, like you were so fun. excited. You were just like, "This is awesome!" Like you were just like so jazzed watching That's like cute. the intro. It was wicked. Had <laughs> you seen it before? No. No, not at all. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's really cool. I uh, I'd seen like <laughs> like memes from it probably or like little clips because yeah, it's very uh. It's very iconic. <laughs> very I'm, for I'm sure. so pumped to hear what you think, having uh, never seen this. I sort of had. I actually sort of did have that sort of um, like this one. This was the last one to come out right before the dark um, Batman Begins or whatever, yeah. and and it came out when I was like seven. And I have very fond memories of watching this and all the previous ones, kind of in a in a jumble, but primarily this and Batman Forever. Like, at my cousins or whatever, we'd hang out and watch these movies. And so it just kind of what, like, I didn't, they they both were, like, big for me because they're very much, like, I don't know, they're built for, like, a seven-year-old in 1997, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then, you know, whatever, I just kind of, as I got older, I, 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 I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not, the, that's, like, for kids or whatever. I sort of didn't watch it. And then that's when I started, like, as I became, like, a, teen to a young adult is when i started actually like becoming aware of like the pub public perception mm -hmm. and i th i think i hadn't like really watched it in a while so then for a long time i just sort of remembered what people would say about it and be like yeah it's it's not good it's not good and then a couple years ago i think it was i rewatched it and i was like this is pretty fun this is a fun movie so yeah i i did sort of go through that sort of up and you down had a, with it. a similar journey with the prequels too right yeah, somewhat. It was both like, yeah, because both of them, like by the time there was like a gap of time really where like it was probably when I was like 15, 16 first started like um, like I could drive and I had a job and like I would go out and play mm -hmm. music and stuff. I just really wasn't even watching a lot of movies or like I kind of just lost interest. So I wasn't really paying attention to like like that sort of criticism and then just so i kind of was just like whatever the ambient like background cultural perception of those movies i was just like yeah whatever like those are movies right. i liked when i was a kid turns out they're bad i'm gonna take their word for it <laughs> don't really care you know and then like now now that i rewatch them i'm like oh yeah these are these are sick <laughs> well, i, what was I was I having like a blast watching this movie and uh i was i was cheering i was mm -hmm. hollering i was lots of good stuff going on so i guess i've i've jotted down a few moments and a few notes and a few other things and we can just take it from the top and we can go on this adventure together and i think that we should start off by acknowledging 
how sick the intro is when like all those like when the Batman and Nightwing logo are like flying around and like the oh, red black yeah. sky and like that cool ass font that's doing like the like the like kind of <laughs> motion like it looks so awesome it looks like it looks old school but it looks awesome they're suiting up and everything oh <laughs> dude you've got like the, the bat zoom. ass and titties like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, yeah people make fun of the nipples all the time that's yeah. one i was always like but then yeah seeing it i was like that's that's such I a wish, good i wish they could like have put in like some little john or something while they were getting suited <laughs> up just like yeah popping it lower or something like it's awesome it's just i mean that one that one is one that's kind of hard to uh if people make fun of that it's just kind of like yeah okay yeah, yeah. You, you got us there that's that's pretty like that's pretty questionable i like to imagine alfred it. alfred designing the suits i mean like <laughs> i better Dude. i gotta put more nipples on these atomically correct and like very precise <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i imagine alfred just like over on the turntable while they're getting suited up just like music bumping <laughs> yeah and fantastic. they they also like bring up and they do it one at a time which i think is really um it's probably that's not like very um good for you know efficient. trying to get efficient yeah <laughs> could think yeah. of efficient but the batmobile comes up first then the whatever robin's motorcycle or mm-hmm. whatever one by one but it's because and i think it's worth pointing out because it comes up i think with every character in every scene it, and it's one of the one of the the reasons for making this movie like one of the directives was you need to make it so we can sell even more sell toys, toys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so i had that toy by the way that red bird that's that was robin's bike before going back and reading that like while again re-watching this it like unlocked like all these like like nostalgic memories i had of like having some mm-hmm. of the toys or or my cousins having them and like seeing them and, and like still being like man that that would make such a good toy like everything in it does look like it would be an awesome toy can i can i go on like a side tangent here for a quick second yeah and you'll appreciate this goo oh yeah when when i was a lad as in like, i was a teenager i had like all my toys and i was like a wrestling fan so i made like a a small wrestling league with all my toys and i had like a lot of them Sick. were batman and robin toys and like some some of my toys i would like keep their regular names but like some i would just like pluck a wrestler name and just throw it on so i had like i had two different robins from batman and robin so i had the the, the red one and i had the yellow one so the red one i was like one of my favorite wrestlers was scott hall so i was like your name is scott hall now and that was his that was his name wow. and his finisher was the super kick and the the yellow one his name was just raven because i was like i don't know what to call you so and i had like a whole league of dudes like jurassic park guys like uh, just random marvel toys spider-man toys like all kinds of uh wrestlers in this league yeah there's no greater thing (laughs) why are you looking at me like that babe (laughs) i love making all my toys fight yeah yeah that probably inspired like your when you did that like wrestling matchup of like all the people that used to work at ct oh yeah 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 yeah, definitely um so yeah it's uh they definitely you're right like once you know that they the the directive was to sell a lot of toys like you can understand like oh that's why batman robin and batgirl are now all wearing silver and like Mm. that's why like there's all these different like gimmicks and other gizmos in this movie it happens in the last Mm -hmm. movie too but i think they like really up upped it a lot here definitely Um, rented up big time I think um, I had I had read uh some there was someone I think um 
one of the actors was it uh i can't remember one of the actors was saying like before they would call action uh joel schumacher would like be yelling like like remember we're making a cartoon <laughs> and he wanted every like you see it, it too compared to the last one like everyone's yeah. acting even more outrageous and so i think once you i'm not saying this is a, a good thing to aim for but i i think they capture it really well but once you realize they're aiming for it reminds me of some of those like really crass 80s cartoons like like we've covered captain n on the show mm-hmm. like that are but even more crass to like hawk toys to kids you know <laughs> and it has the tone of that like an 80s like a dumb 80s cartoon um and it, it kind of captures some of the some of the vibe of like the old batman stuff too as well so like the old yeah. show has that kind of goofy stuff you know there's a part where it's like oh throw the bat bombs or whatever you know it's like <laughs> yeah okay um all right well let's uh let's talk about let's just very quickly we could actually we could talk for as long or as little as we want just about the the two characters that obviously we we meet in uh, this opening scene um i think we should start with robin actually because robin is the same as batman forever it's chris o'donnell playing robin I, w- I was asking you the other night when we were watching, like, what, what you thought of Robin. Like, I don't know if you, like, thought he was, like, a good-looking guy, stuff like that. Like, because I, I think that's kind of what he's supposed to be in that role. I was curious what your thoughts were on, on Robin. Um, yeah, kind of. Like, I feel like, uh, like, as an actor himself, I don't actually, like, know him. or like, He's know not been in a things. ton of other yeah. stuff. No. You know um, him, right? Or... What do you know him from? Okay, so I know him probably originally from The Three Musketeers, where he plays D'Artagnan, who is, like, oh, yeah, yeah. the fourth oh. guy trying to become a musketeer. He's, like, younger. Hmm. This came out a few years before Batman and Robin, I think. Hmm. But he's got, like, this long, curly hair, and he's pretty cute in that. <laughs> and now, remember... like, now uh, he's in NCIS Los Angeles. Okay. So, yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah, he was in like a movie a called Vertical character. Limit. It was like a mountain climbing movie. I remember that. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like this was supposed to be like, like he was probably supposed to like go on to, uh, you know, be a movie star. I think that was the goal, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it worked out for him. I think he's kinda... cool. What do you, What do you think of him? As uh, as Robin, as Robin specifically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh he's uh he's goofy yeah he's a little uh he's like he feels like a teenager which yeah. like i don't know yeah. how old he's supposed to be he adopts he's him not in, the, in the last one and he's like a full grown <laughs> he's like an adult when he adopts him in the last one yeah <laughs> and like not only that but it's like it, well, for one, it's it's hard to take anyone's story in this one seriously, which didn't really bug me. Like, the last movie, I felt like it actually, it's like the perfect balance for me of, like, it's yeah. it's pretty serious, but also very goofy. And, like, adopting this adult man is goofy, but, like, I kind of, <laughs> like, I felt like the conflict between him and Bruce was good. And they try to do basically the same thing here. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't really, I couldn't really get into their their whole like story arc they were having i i did like when they were they were both horny though that was funny that was like, so that was, good that was I good talk about but... that later yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> but yeah like he is like an adopted adult man which is so weird yeah. um yeah, yeah like i i thought robin was was mostly fine in this movie like i i kind of liked his story a little bit just because it was uh 
it was like a slight play on like the classic animated Robin's Reckoning story where like he eventually turns into Nightwing and like you could tell even by like by his costume like he's wearing the Nightwing costume he's almost there anyway so I, I kind of like their story you know for what it was not that it was big deep story arc or anything like that but um I, I thought like he he was fine but yeah. I think what I, I can't I can't tell or I can't decide what to make of this performance even now is just George Clooney as Batman because I just think he's like he's so funny as yeah. Batman because it's just so like bizarre because he's like he's a great Bruce Wayne he's very suave and very charming very handsome like he makes a, an excellent Bruce Wayne but mm-hmm. it's just like as Batman there's just like there's something it, I don't know there's something <laughs> missing a little bit for me it feels like he in and like George Clooney has done so many he's done a, a bunch of different roles but it feels like him in Batman is like he's in his like charming Bruce Wayne mode but then when he goes into Batman mode like you you sort of expect him to be a bit different but he's bas- he basically can't turn it off in this I feel like mm-hmm. you, you feel I, the same way I, I just feel like yeah, they're they don't seem to be trying too hard to hide their identities. The Yeah. They no. they're at this party <laughs> dressed up as bat you know, they're Batman and Robin at the party, but I definitely like yeah, thought overall it's, it like still feels like them they're I think Val Kilmer was better all, all around. Like I think he's one of my favorite. Yeah. Um because he, I mean, everyone kind of brings a different thing, but uh, I did at the same time. I thought George Clooney as Batman was like really funny, it's, like a lot of the gags he had. Yeah, like he's he's doing goofy bits, so it's like it worked for me. You know what I mean? Well, if like, it was like a more serious movie, I don't think it would have worked. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like I I can't tell what to decide because like in in what he's tasked to do, like I think that he's actually like fine as Batman. He like he he doesn't like. <laughs> Like, unfortunately, like, Mr. Freeze kind of overshadows him a little bit. Kind of like, kind of like Riddler did to Kilmer, uh, in a way, I think. But, like, Mm. he's, he's still, like, he's pretty funny. He's got his quips and, like, it just, I guess it just feels so weird, like, those quips coming out of the mouth of, like, the Dark Knight, you know? (laughs) Like, Mm. I I don't know. Um, I was showing his, uh, the card, you know, the bat card and all that stuff. Oh, the Master card or whatever? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Never leave the game without it. (laughs) Good through forever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I will say one thing that I appreciated about this movie because there was already so much going on is that they didn't uh, they didn't like have like a big love interest for Batman and they like mm. he just had like his girlfriend and, like they were fine and, like there's a little bit there's a little bit there but like the movie didn't harp on it um, so I, I appreciate that still about this movie because I this movie I don't think it could have hold yeah. one more plot thread in it without yeah. exploding true well that that that's another thing though that got me thinking about the last one where I was like I kind of like like I felt like they did somewhat of like more personal stories like pretty good whereas in this yeah there was like yeah there was so many characters and they all had really goofy plot plot threads or whatever but yeah you, you gotta know. sell those toys <laughs> gotta sell them I, th- I think his introduction to freeze uh in this opening scene captures like the george clooney style batman perfect because he just shows up and he's like hi freeze i'm batman you know it's <laughs> <laughs> like wow the, the batman charm then <laughs> he's got such riz <laughs> want to come to arkham uh, all right well let's speaking of riz it's time let's talk about mr freeze arnold schwarzenegger is just like he he is hamming it up to like 20 out of 10 in this role and it's awesome and i did not really like 
I realized it, but I didn't realize that every single line of his was a pun. I thought there was Ugh. just like a few here and there. Everything this motherfucker says is some kind of pun, and it's so... I don't know what the word is, but it's it's like... Incredible would, would be a way to put it. In- incredibly what? That's up to you, but like, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. Well, yeah, where, where were you at on the puns? Uh... I liked it. It felt very uh, comic book-y to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never read any of the Batman comics, but reading some of the some other superhero comics, they're they're mm-hmm. just very uh, punny. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there I... there's some that are like awful. But sorry, <laughs> Sam, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that's okay. That was literally what I was thinking. Is like I feel like the first few minutes, and I was like, "Is this all puns?" And then it literally felt like the script was just like snippets from the comic book, and they were just like reading the lines like right out of a comic book. But it was like a live action, so it was kind of like this weird like combination of the two but that's exactly how i felt was it was like comic book script even like even like the most emotional lines that freeze has like <laughs> take two and call me in the morning i love that <laughs> it's so fucking good i um, actually like the number one funniest thing to me it was less of a pun but the fact that he's got like sort of this gang and he's like forcing them all to sing the song <laughs> the Snow Miser song? That was the funniest part of him to me. Uh, but some of his puns, like, did not make sense. Like, they were very shoehorned in. Yeah. And, like, that was so, it was so painful. <laughs> I, I think if, like, that... It, it's true of, like, almost anything in the movie. If, like, that was happening in any of the other Batman movies, like, even Batman Forever, which is the same director, similar tone... It would be yeah. like this is just horrible. Like this is just the worst. But I think that it's the movie made like every outlandish choice possible. That's like <laughs> what really makes it good. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, there's like so many quality puns that this guy has during the course of this movie that I, I was I was attempting to write them down at one point, but I was just like, there is a supercut. It's on too YouTube, much, obviously. <laughs> Um. Which killed the dinosaurs? That's that's gotta be my the favorite. Ice age. And it's like it's like the most inefficient plot too, because he's like the ice age, and he spends like forever shooting the ice up to fucking <laughs> get the brachiosaurus neck to fall. But I think actually I think the, the best part of this opening scene, and this is a great opening scene too, because it's just like straight to the action and Love uh, it. Freeze yeah. is trying to to pull off a bank heist or a diamond heist rather, and so he's got his goons there, and these guys are all on skates. <laughs> like, oh, oh then they boy. start fucking playing hockey and Batman and Robin are like, okay, and they like have the their bat from come hell. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They click their feet together and ice skates come out. Like they have that ready to go. They didn't even know who Mr. Freeze was and they just had ice skates like ready. That feels like a doll uh merchandise act. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, design. get the bat There's skates. A button that so awesome. <laughs> it, it makes literally me think of, like, like what other like feet attachments they might need <laughs> in other situations, you know, like roller skates, maybe. Yeah, or yeah right. They're in high roll and it's raining. Okay, got the sticky grip. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that like that totally reminded me of um, of like the classic like bat like Adam West Batman because like all the time you'd be like they'd be just about to, you know, they're in some trap from the Riddler or something like that. And then Batman's like, I know, I'm going to pull out my... The Shadrachal. Yeah, out of, my, out of my pack. <laughs> and like, now we're, now we're free, Robin, don't worry. 
So it was, I loved it. I Free- loved that they were playing hockey, slap shotting that diamond. <laughs> mm. Freeze was the like where I where I really started thinking about the toy thing, other than the bat mobile reveal because that looks mm. so sick. But Freeze, his whole look, and then his gun too. He yeah. really looks like um he looks like a Power Rangers villain. And so, and so yeah. like it, it put me in that same place, like same age where I was just like, like, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And like those toys I went crazy for, he, he would have, if you took him out and put him in like a Power Rangers movie, he would fit right in. Yeah. I, I thought that he looked awesome. Like, and I remember, cause it's, it's a big departure from like what he looks like in the animated show, what he looks like in the comics, but like. I don't know. I, I thought, like, for a movie, like, that was a perfect way to do Freeze. Because, like, it, it's it's hard to do, like, the glass bowl over someone's head, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I remember thinking that Freeze looked, like, so cool. The and, like, painted the skin. skin looked cool. oh. the, they, had a, they had a, like, LED in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I noticed that. Yeah, he looked so awesome, and, like, all the blue lights, and he just, yeah, he just looked, like, so cool. And, and he also, as you correctly point out, has, like, the drip when he's not in his suit, he's got his like robe oh, on and he's mm-hmm. just like hanging out and whatever. Like he looks yeah. so fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I feel like they all, they would make like good, like happy meal toys. Like just like the way that they look <laughs> oh, and obviously sure like, it's targeted did. for toys, but yeah. it, like it makes sense. They had to have had those, right? I remember, I think it might've been for Batman forever. They had those glasses. Do you remember those? Yeah, I had one the, and I wish I still did. They look so Have you seen those? Mm-mm. All right, well, I'll pull them oh, up while we're doing gotta, this, but They look so sick. Um, yeah. Um, you can right, continue so... the pod while I search that though. <laughs> so, okay, so it, it actually gets better if you can imagine. So, we are Batman and Robin are on their bat skates fighting Mr. Freeze's henchmen playing hockey to get this like outrageously With sized a diamond. Diamond cartoon yeah. diamond. That, that, by the way, fits perfectly into Mr. Freeze's goober that he's using to, like, <laughs> try and cure his wife, which we'll talk about. But wow. it, it gets better because Freeze fucking launches itself up to space in, like, this small little rocket shuttle. And he's got Batman trapped inside. And Robin's awesome. He's, like, he's on the outside. He's, like, crawling <laughs> up, like, just yes. to get in. He's, like, the, the dudes are, like, literally, like, leaving the atmosphere and Robin's still, like, clinging yeah. on, breathing. And, uh... And so he, whatever, freeze, he takes off, and uh, Robin comes in, and he saves the day, he saves Batman's life, but yet, uh, they're trapped on this doohickey, or so we think, by God. Instead of uh, just blasting off into space, the fucking Cape Crusaders get on, that's the the emergency (laughs) shuttle things, and they start surfing through the sky, (laughs) and the ship explodes. Yeah! Like, yeah, that's a moment where you're like, it does feel like it's written by a five-year-old who is, like, yeah. playing with their toys. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah. <laughs> it, it is uh, worth pointing out in that moment that the movie is written by Akiva Goldsman, who uh, actually won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for the movie A Beautiful Mind. So this is an Oscar-winning oh. screenwriter. Um, he's also written some like absolute garbage too, though. So, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's whatever, but it's worth pointing out that the person who wrote this movie has won an Oscar for their writing. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) It just seems weird that he didn't win it for writing this movie. I guess. I know (laughs) they don't even need to surf because it's like they catch up to freeze and then they just like grab onto him. It's like the surfing aspect of it is completely superfluous. It's just cause it's cool, you know? Which, like, also makes no sense, because Freeze is, like, 
a million pounds with his suit. Mm-hmm. He should be plummeting to the bottom of the ocean, like, immediately. And he's yeah. just, like, floating like a feather, <laughs> like, ah, surf's up. And you caught me, like, whatever. Um, so there, we actually, we had this caper. There is no weight to him. <laughs> no, he's just, he's like a snowflake, which, uh, apropos, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, so we get, uh, we, we catch up to Freeze. And, um, unfortunately... Robin is a little bit impulsive, and he he lunges at Freeze. He's going for his neck, but he gets iced. He gets shot, and he's, he's a brick of ice. And we learn an important bit of lore here, by the way, too, which is that you have 11 minutes to thaw somebody from ice before they completely, like, freeze over. 11 yeah, minutes. You gave me a look about that. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about the abyss. It was, she wasn't frozen, but... Oh yeah, well, we went and saw well, the abyss I guess, in theaters. Yeah, there's that a was lot like of... a reviving someone after, like, I well, I guess she was frozen because the water was that cold. But mm. both movies kind of are very realistic about the uh, <laughs> ice and freezing. To I, death, I think course. she gives a time that's like almost like Is right it, around uh... eleven minutes. Okay, okay, really? I yeah. Wow. Oh, so this is like that... scientifically accurate. Okay. Akiva did his homework here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he, should, he probably just watched The Abyss. was like, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, that being said, we know now that uh, Batman is in quite the predicament. Chase the Iceman or free the bird or That's father right. the bird or whatever Free says. Um, so, obviously, Batman saves Robin's life. And that is where the uh the point of contention comes in and i i kind of agree with you i was kind of like batman's being a little bit of a dink here because robin literally just like scaled the space shuttle to save his life and like i think anyone could have got frozen by mr freeze Mm -hmm. at that point like batman got frozen by him you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah yeah you'd been a little little bit of a d if you ask me lay off robin yeah 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 especially Um, it feels like they they kind of went through this in the first movie that's what i was thinking of it was like they kind of already had this disagreement they should have sorted this out by now right uh you know i would say yes and no like i think i think like in the first movie for me my takeaway was that bruce was learning to trust anyone and let him into the inner circle where this one, I feel like it's maybe learning to trust someone as like an equal and like a it's like a classic like parenting thing, right? Like you, yeah, like you yeah. have this this teenager that that wants to spread their wings and and do their own thing and just letting go of that control a little bit. Okay, maybe that's like it's a thing they would always probably have uh, butt heads over, wouldn't yeah. you say? Like a it's like, like a developing thing, yeah. Like I, I, I don't I don't necessarily disagree that it's not handled the best way yeah, in this yeah. movie. I, and I mean to be fair, like what is, but um I, I kinda I like I like the the plot thread, but I also like I said, I like it because it's kind of like a, a cheap riff on um the animated series Robin's Reckoning story, mm-hmm. which is like an all timer. So um it it kinda works for me, but uh obviously they I can do. understand if it doesn't work for anyone else. I like when they start ratcheting it up. Like I said, with we'll talk about it, but with poison ivy and stuff, that that mm-hmm. made it fun. So, um, well, speaking of, we now <laughs> finally. It, it seems like the movie's been playing for like forty minutes by this point. But we <laughs> finally meet Doctor Pamela Isley, and she seems like such a geek that it's actually wicked. She's just like Uma Thurman is just like hamming it up and just like she's like she, so like the plan started like. Just a 
crazy ass villain. So passionate about the plants and the earth and yeah, she is the most going for like, like '50s, '60s, like whatever, like cart or like Batman, like cartoony. Like she's mm-hmm. she's delivering, I think, more than anyone in this because I feel like um, I feel like uh, Arnie, he's like. I mean, he's done different stuff, but it's kind of he's kind of doing his thing, just yeah, g- going ham like he's done in like you know. I feel like if Total you asked him, he might not whatever, even know yeah. what movie he was in while he was filming this. <laughs> like, um, I don't know the ice movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, like everyone else was silly to some degree, but like, uh, yeah, Uma really showed up and she understood the assignment, as they say. Mm-hmm. She- she was insane in this movie and so awesome. I remember when I was a lad watching. So I would have been like, what, 10 years old in, in 1997. And I remember being enthralled by Poison Ivy in this movie after I watched it. Um, sure. Which you were under her spell. Maybe the point, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but even like even as uh, Pamela Isley, though, it's like she's like Pamela is crazy even before she yeah, gets yeah. To, uh, <laughs> to to Poison Ivy. Um, and that secret lab inside of their lair. Oh my God. Actually. So first of all, the lair itself, you know, I was talking about how this is a certified cyberpunk classic. I mean, that's like right out of altered carbon. It looks so awesome. It's got like all this like neon venom stuff and like these secret beakers and whatever. And then you've got like this like criminal auction going on in the basement that she has no idea about, which is just like the most bonkers thing. And I, I loved it. I was freaking howling watching this it was so awesome the vibes are really good in both the schumacher (laughs) batmans like they really are peak uh batman vibes for me like even over the tim burton i i think actually i think joel schumacher and i i'm sure some of the credit should go to the cinematographer as well but like if you watch like we watched flatliners which is a another early 90s movie of his if you watch a lot of his movies he has very specific like lighting things that you can tell like he has like a fetish for like he loves like any backlighting that is like interrupted by like textures like maybe a fan or like water Mm. or smoke like just off in the background and it gives all like all of his movies have like just like very cool like very it does it seems like you're like uh i don't know it is like a, sort of a theme park ride almost you know it feels like you're good way to put it yeah almost like you're waiting in line at a theme park ride and they've got all this like you know weird yeah. stuff going Attractions. on attractions yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's a good way to put it yeah i love i love those sort of vibes i wonder i'll have to see who the cinematographer is too but yeah um great look so I also want to shout out an underrated character, I believe, in this movie who who isn't there for a long time, but his contributions are uh, are high, and that is Doctor Woodrow, who is this insane mm. evil scientist, and he's just like again so over the top that it is uh, it's just incredible. Like when he's trying to recruit Pamela when she finds the evil laboratory, he's like he's so creepy and just like like let's be together and conquer the world. And like when she says no, and, and he's just like, well, I'm afraid you'll have to die. His hair's sticking out. Every, he looks like an evil Albert Einstein. It's just like, mm. so, yeah. so bonkers. He feels like a guy you would run into in like the, the actual animated series, the Batman, the animated series. I th- yeah. I think this is the guy who plays, 
I think it's Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville. Oh, okay. Oh, really? We don't know the actor's yeah. name, do we? Huh. Uh, hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah, IMDb. Is... I don't remember the actor in this, but he was he was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, that's I actually sort of think like I think they have the tendency of like they want to get so many villains in these movies that they probably any one of these stories they could have fleshed out those characters. I think something oh, with yeah. him and Poison Ivy could have been an interesting like whole movie on its own, you know? Mm-hmm. He he kind of reminds me of um Christopher Walken in Batman Returns a little bit, like his character. Okay. Whose character whose name I can't remember now. Yeah. But, um he he was like a similar like he wasn't like a Batman villain, but he was kind of like he was kind of like the the guy that turned the penguin into the mm-hmm. penguin. Like that felt to me like it could have been this guy yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he would have been great. But I mean, I also um, I think the vill- the all the villains in this are yes so fun. Especially here we get uh, Bane. Into the Let's take it away, man. <laughs> Bane. This so is the best. Good. This is the best Bane, I think, too. I, love I have him. to say, so I the one thing I mentioned before that I always loved this movie, even like after it was cool to not like it. But one thing I did kind of take umbrage with is I got a little bit older when I started to, to read the comics and stuff like that. This was like, uh, they, they kind of did do Bane a little bit dirty. Cause he's supposed to be like this really wicked, awesome, smart, like villain or whatever. And, uh, and I love Bane yeah. in this movie. And, but I feel like it's, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but like for me, it was almost even more enjoyable now to see this Bane after the Dark Knight Rises Bane, because I was like, well, there's the Bane that I know and wanted and, like, beaten his cool self in that movie, and now this movie, I can just have him as, like, this, like, wicked wrestler dude who wears, like, top hats and monkey disguises and stuff like that, and that's also great. And he's just, like, uh, he's just, like, every everything she tells him, she'll be like, yeah. get the door or whatever, and he's like, door! Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he's an there's idiot, this- for sure. There's this fucking scene in this movie. So there's two scenes that I was like flummoxed by where they're breaking freeze out of prison and he's like, ah, rocking on like the the steel (laughs) bars and poison. ivy's like titanium bars, not good. And then like half an hour later, she calls him over to the bat signal and he's just like, bane. And he fucking carries the bat signal from the top of the police station down to poison (laughs) ivy's lair. I was like, what? Does, it you doesn't know, have t- to make sense, but I was that, just like, It's okay. that titanium. That's all that matters. I guess. Titanium is uh, strong stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's um, the science. So, of course, yeah, the Bane, the Bane thing is so awesome. Speaking of Bane, by the way, you know that uh, you know that match I was telling you about last night with Athena? Yeah. She came out in some wicked Bane-inspired gear. I still like have I gotta Bane. look that up. I gotta look oh, that up. Looks so awesome. Um, so he, he looks great, of course, and he's very classic, like, uh, animated series style looking Bane, as you know and imagine him, mm-hmm. but the coup de gras is here. We finally get Poison Ivy emerging from the earth after the evil doctor has, uh, pushed her down there to her chemical death. She comes back up. She's looking f- very fresh, uh, very... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she looks great. She looks and, like uh, a she million. Looks hot. Yeah, <laughs> she looks hot. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's hot. Um, and she knows it too. She, she doesn't need it. the the dust that she's spraying no. on people. The pheromones. She doesn't I mean, need it helps. Those. <laughs> she, but she doesn't. Yeah, need true. It. No, she could. Uh, she could probably just like. I, and she doesn't use that dust on Bane anytime. By the way, Bane is just like she's hot. I'm gonna do whatever she says. 
Dick, Maybe I he's love, smarter than we think. I love that's like a great like Bane is just along for the ride. You know? <laughs> he yeah. Mm-hmm. He does not <laughs> And care. he so seamlessly is just like, I'll start listening to Freeze now after Ivy's gone. It's yeah, it's good stuff. Um I Poison Ivy's always been a favorite bat villain of mine, actually. I, I really like um just the character. Like I like aesthetic wise, obviously, but just like the the motivation. I'd really like to see like a modern like like if if Poison Ivy showed up in like the sequel to the Batman, I think you could really do a lot with that character with like the like mm-hmm. an eco terrorist kind of vibe. Like I'd really love to see that like at some point. I was gonna say too, like like her story makes sense. Like I think sometimes like when you watch these movies and it's just like oh this guy just like wants to take over the world and like there's like a little bit of backstory, but like she genuinely cares about the earth. Like she want you know she wants like nature to thrive and like mm-hmm. you know she, even when she goes to meet Bruce, like she's like the scientist, but she's like you know I've I have all these documents and it says like if you change your practices, like it's better for the world and it's better for the earth and the trees and everything. And like she gives him the opportunity and and he's just like well, no, that won't make me any money. And then she's just like, okay, well, like, you know, now, you know, that's where things kind of turn. But, like, it, True. it logically, like, the progression makes sense. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she also did suggest, like, cutting off all the heat and, like, killing people. They, but, I mean, yes. That's... I mean, like, it's not perfect, but, <laughs> yeah. like. That, that is kind of always, like, with these sort of movies where it's, like, they'll have the eco-terrorist villain and it's, like, they're right. But it's, like, they always want to be, like, well, we have to kill everyone <laughs> to save mm, the world. Like, you too know? extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, it's your movie yeah. villain, but it's, like, it it doesn't. Probably it got does... a point somewhere in there. It. <laughs> hold on (laughs) it does like it makes them look like a quack you know what i mean so it's like it does they do kind of like from the get-go they're like yeah she's like she's crazy you know but i i she she certainly acts crazy which doesn't help her cause but i i think there's a thread of truth in there you're probably never gonna save the environment the way you want to as long as like I mean, like, I wouldn't even go so far to say that like she's crazy i think that like that's just like what she truly believes Mm. you know like you know, like, it's not like she's, like, unintelligent or, like, you know, not sufficiently there. It's just, like, she's so passionate about her cause that, like, she does, you know, push it to the extreme, which I don't think necessarily makes her crazy. It just, you know, mm-hmm. just extreme. She's, like, on that, like, far, far end of the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, well said. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I do agree, like, that, like, I would like to see that character again like i think that would be yeah. mm-hmm. that is there is stuff you could do there in a movie that isn't like uh like we said like a toy commercial i think yeah really any one of these storylines and we've se- we've seen them too in like uh like mr freeze's storyline is based off of actually the animated series storyline mm-hmm. of him they 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 said that and you know that's actually a really good uh story they tell in that historically show. that's like the the highest rated most critically acclaimed like so the animated series is known for a lot of things but like it, it's probably it's two biggest things are introducing harley quinn and then this heart of ice story for mr freeze because before that mr freeze is just like some bad dude who shot ice out of a gun and they gave him like this <laughs> wicked story hmm. that really made you empathize with him and like show yeah. like why he was the way and so uh, it's been like obviously not even loosely uh adopted in this movie like it's pretty one-to-one but uh you know <laughs> maybe not the same heft as in the animated series but um yeah I, I think that poison ivy i would love to see her come back and uh I, I think that there's a lot there i'd love to see mr freeze come back too like in arkham city like i thought mr freeze was like handled great like still 
you know, you're always inherently going to be a little bit goofy, but just like I thought that he was like still like serious enough to be like really cool. Yeah, oh. I think those Arkham games kind of have the tone of the these movies more Batman Forever. I feel like it it does that thing. Where, yeah, at which you kind of I feel like for a video video games always kind of just tend to be a little goofier because video games are goofy. You're collecting all these trophies and things like that. So <laughs> I think they made the right call of like kind of going based off the movie that has some seriousness, but it's also a little, you know, campy in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the, uh, like the Arkham kind of style where it's like, it's, there's goofy stuff, but but it's presented in a serious way. Like Clayface is like this weird ass villain, but like it's in a oh, yeah. serious way. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, all I know is that I, I love the Joker, but I don't want to, like, we could use a, a break from him from mm-hmm. any future Batman movies, especially now because he's got his own movies. Like, just let's, yeah. let's give that character a break. Let's bring back, like, Poison Ivy. Let's bring back Clayface. We, don't, we never even had Clayface. Although I heard, I heard that the rumored fifth Batman sequel, which was called I, Batman something, but uh, I can't remember. Batman Anyways, and was, Robin I, and I think, it was, I think it was Batman Triumphant, actually. <laughs> and it was supposed oh. to have the Scarecrow and, and Clayface, and there was rumors that Jeff Goldblum was playing the freaking Scarecrow. <laughs> Could have been unreal. Really? Oh, that would have been. That's sick. what I read back in the day. That could be total bullshit, but that's. I like to imagine that that might have been true. Weren't they also? They were gonna do like a uh, sort of Batman versus Superman, like sort of thing in the '90s, right? With uh, Nicholas Cage yeah, as Superman. I think that was something that was oh supposed God. to happen. <laughs> and I imagine think it was Nick gonna... Cage and George Clooney. <laughs> I think it was gonna be Nick Cage and George Clooney. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I think this movie was like so catastrophically received though that it like <laughs> yeah. and I think we're still living in the aftermath like I've loved uh a lot of newer Batman stuff for sure like some of them are some of my favorite like favorites but like I do feel like it it's kind of wrecked the series where it's like they they've been afraid to be like goofy with it for so long mm-hmm. uh, like I feel like uh, yeah. we can have both you know I like I I like the Batman um, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I think we can have it both ways. I agree. Like, I, I think you could still, you can take yourself seriously, which I think as a Batman movie, you should, but you can also have like levity and just acknowledge like, Hey, we're taking ourselves seriously, but like, there's this weird ass guy who's shooting ice out of like this big gun. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. both of those things yeah. can coexist. I, I think they should enter, they should have Mr. Freeze in, in the Robert Pattinson <laughs> movies. I, I would think- I think they could pull it off. Can you imagine off. if they brought back Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy in, like, the same movie? And just, like, <laughs> like a new generation of, like, serious yeah. Batman? That would be unreal. Um, all right. Let's go back to this movie here. Because there's one scene. It's a very insignificant scene. But I don't know why. It made me laugh out loud. And that was when, like, one of Mr. Freeze's girls is just, like, trying to fuck him. And just, like, why don't you come warm me up or whatever? And I was, it was, like, so overt that I... I don't know why it was startling to me. But it's just like jesus this is like this toy commercial and she's just like warm me up freeze daddy and like do you remember the scene i feel like i remember that but i feel like almost literally everything that comes out of poison ivy's mouth is also like yeah okay maybe if it's not like directed at mr freeze that's her ice pun like so seriously (laughs) yeah maybe yeah also because she's like it's like freezing them in this bunker and she's in like this like sexy little, little get yeah. up yeah which is which i thought was great but i think this is actually where you learn about mr freeze's uh wife and you learn about his history is victor fries mm-hmm. and like he's trying to cure this thing called mcgregor's syndrome which uh his wife has a, a bad 
like mm-hmm. late stages Stage of McGregor. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what that's our takeaway from this. And actually, the other takeaway too is that we <laughs> learned that Mister Freeze has even cured early stages mm-hmm. of McGregor syndrome. So uh, file that away for later. Um, so yeah, before, there's... before we move on, <laughs> this is a this is Vivica Fox yeah. who is in the movie for like a minute. And like when the credits come on, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's Vivica right. Fox. She's like, you know, excited to see her. You know, she's in uh, Independence Day. Uh, Set it off. Recently, also in Set It Off. <laughs> yeah. We're we're like watching, you know, so we know like <laughs> We've seen her she's in, like, coming two off big of, roles. She's been in like, a lot oh, of movies at this again. time. She's a star. And you know then, what like, I mean? Yeah. She looks the, like, like she looks like movie. a star in her limited capacity in this movie. Like she looks. I mean, she looks great. That's another... Towards the end of the movie, I'm like, where did Vivica Fox go? That's her only, like, part. <laughs> That's another, like, point towards, like, maybe the Freeze storyline could have supported its own yeah. movie. Though I do oh, like... easily. Like, this is a- ahead of time, but I-, I think, actually, the, like, completely ice-cold, like, like, a guy who's really only focused on bringing back his wife or whatever and mm-hmm. he's he's like chased or whatever versus like mm-hmm. the extremely horny lady like their interactions <laughs> like make this way better than i think then i think um like two-face and the riddler who are just both like two like criminally insane guys um <laughs> in different ways you know like they were just like two they were just going crazy. Where like they the these two are, but like their characters kind of like clash in right. in thematic ways, which I think is fun. Okay, let me ask everybody a question. And I'll start with you, mm-hmm. Samantha. Who do you think has more chemistry, Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze, or Two Face and the Riddler? Ooh. Like as villains together. Uh, I can't picture Two Face and the Riddler. That's what's, probably your answer right there. What's fun about them is like they they do both just like they they they're like they don't really get along. No, they, they're they're just working together. I feel like they actually hate each other, kind of. Or Two Face at least hates the Rid- the Riddler. I think so. Particularly, I feel like Tommy Lee. I actually, mean, as, t- we, as we talked about, he hated Jim Carrey, but like that's right. That's more I, like, what I'm thinking his, of. I cannot his sanction his buffoonery. Like, That's what he said. <laughs> he like everything that Two Face did was just like upstaged by Riddler. Whereas like I feel like at least in this movie, Freeze and and Ivy have a different dynamic, and I I thought they had like decent chemistry for what it's worth. For sure, yeah. I felt like she was. Who has she, more chemistry? Yeah. Do you remember Batman Forever that well? We watched it, didn't we? We did. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. To be fair. Yeah, I, I don't remember it that strongly <laughs> yeah they're both just going nuts that movie and they're like they're kind yeah. of it they did have a good like storyline though i like how, like how they kind of link up and stuff but yeah just like the two the ice cold versus extremely hot is uh is its own <laughs> thing you know um all right so so let's move on here to our our big story plot of the movie bruce wayne has built this uh, observatory which by the way this observatory is like this like cool little structure in the palm of like this ginormous statue's hands. It looks mm-hmm. so freaking awesome. cool. Yeah. Um, and they built this big observatory, this big ass telescope. And uh, I can't remember what they're doing with the telescope, but like it's going to look into the stars or whatever. Yeah. It and, just gets uh, you a better yeah. shot 
basically yeah <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna put that away because we're coming back to that it but won't be used for anything bad definitely no, not definitely not <laughs> um and actually is this is this jungle gala it's at the observatory right i think so i think so yes. this is, so yeah so here's yeah. the play the uh the jungle gala is going on and batman and robin are there and they're uh they're part of this this auction so bruce wayne has these big diamonds that he's giving away. But he's putting all of these innocent people at risk because he's just like, well, I bet you Mr. Freeze comes and shows up and tries to steal him. It's a trap, yeah. It's it's a trap. So, like, all these people have no idea what's coming. But this jungle gallop is the most, like, fucked up thing that you've ever seen. It's like, it reminded me of, uh, of the Matrix Reloaded in Zion right before all the robots were about to come in when they were having that big rave and, like, Everybody was okay. and, like Neo and Trinity were, were doing it and like <laughs> like everybody was raving. Like well, it's got a similar kind of energy. I feel oh, like. Okay. I mean, it doesn't literally look like that. But okay. This one's a more. So, <laughs> this one's a more like classy affair. I feel like. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's classy, but there's like there's like this this jungle like vibe to it, and then it, it, lots of shirtless people and like doing stuff, yeah. and then they start having. I mean, how would you describe this? It's like a sex auction where they're just like, like they're auctioning off these, these like yeah, girls maybe or something. Like a, a like date. a brothel. That, I don't this, know. They, no, this they is a thing this that actually happens. Yeah. They they'll do like you can auction what? off to go on a date with someone. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. It's usu- well, it's usually more of a like a. Well, it. I'm sure. Actually, it's probably usually really nasty but the the times i've heard about it it's usually been more of a gimmick <laughs> thing that's like it's like more just like like light it'll usually be like you could go on a date with you go get dinner with someone with the person <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like as raunchy not but this movie think. everything is raunchy you know what i mean it's like dude it's like that guy's like Fifty thousand dollars for the beautiful magnolia. I was like, he's just like frothing at the mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this like this, and then like poison ivy can show up like and just fit right in, and it's no big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they didn't plan Brother, on that. Does she ever show up or what? <laughs> <laughs> so also too, like we were ta- you're talking hey. about the first movie. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> the first movie, you're like, it's talking about Batman letting people into his inner circle. And here, yeah. uh, I think Nico first pointed this out. Uh, Nico watched a little bit with us and was saying, like, they're not, like, that... It doesn't seem like they're as concerned in this one about concealing their identities. Like, no. even... Not really. Especially, like, Barbara shows up and they're, like, very... They're, like, a little coy about it. But it's, like, almost inevitable that she's going to figure out. And then at this, it's, like... It's like, yeah, this big gala hosted uh, by, it, like, they basically are like, this is put together by Bruce Wayne and Batman or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like they're, cro- or Bruce Wayne is promoting this big event that Batman's going to be at. And you're like, okay, yeah. like, I would be a little bit more. I'm sure that happens <laughs> all the time in the comics. I'm not even, like, questioning it. I actually think it's awesome. But I, I love that aspect where it's just like, the Batman and Bruce Where's Wayne, they're, Bruce? they're buddies. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce couldn't yeah. make it, you know. It, I, to be honest, I think I would actually lean into that if I was trying to conceal, like, a secret identity, and it was, like, kind of apparent that maybe there was a link. I'd just be like, yeah, I know Batman. Like, yeah, just like, like, Peter Parker does the same thing. He's like, yeah, I know Spider-Man. He lets me take pictures of him. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. strategy. I, I might try that, see how it goes. 
Um, Fair enough. So yeah, Poison Ivy shows up. Big and entrance. She she has a big entrance. She's rocking. She has her pheromone dust everywhere. Everybody's in love the with music Poison is Ivy. Awesome too. Mm-hmm. It's like sexy. It's yeah. like a sexy version of the Batman theme almost. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty stuff. awesome. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she hops right on stage and she's got that uh, je ne sais quoi, that confidence <laughs> to make to make Batman and Robin just uh, buckle under pressure. Mm-hmm. That's where the credit and the card auction is on. <laughs> comes in. The auction is on. You never they're, leave the house without it. One million dollars, two million. You don't have two million. I'll borrow it from you. Three yeah. million. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. This is great stuff. Um, and it seems like it seems like the Cape Crusaders are about to come to blows. Um, but fortunately for them, Mr. Freeze pops in and he starts uh, starts doing his thing. And he starts, well, I mean, putting everybody in danger. So Batman's plan has worked. So, yeah, we have a big... Uh... <laughs> it's planned to put everyone in danger. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's call it let's call it what it was. I think so. I think they have it set up. You could maybe reason if you like want to suspend your disbelief a, a little bit. You could reasonably believe like, okay, he's like they've got everything in place, and they do they do capture him or whatever. So like, yes, the, it is like you could sort of see it like, okay, everything's set up that we're gonna capture him, but they didn't count on Poison Ivy kind of coming in and wreaking havoc a little bit. So oh, some unknown been... variables there. I have two observations for your consideration here. Um, the first is that when I was watching this gala, I was like, this reminds me of uh, of the club, which I can't believe I can't remember the name of, but the club from Mario Bros. 93, where mm-hmm. Big Bertha was partying. And I was like, I love it. And then as I was watching Poison Ivy, it was funny because I, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine earlier this week, a female friend, and, and she was just like... Um, she was talking about streamers and she was like, I fucking hate Amaranth because she just uses like her good lucks to to get like subs and stuff like that. And I'm watching Poison Ivy and I was like, man, that's like the similarity there is kind of striking a little bit. Do you know, do you know who Amaranth is? No. So Amaranth is, do you? I think she's like okay. the world's, not the biggest streamer, but she's like, you know what OnlyFans is? Mm-hmm. She's got like the biggest OnlyFans in the world, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And she's like, you know, she uses her good looks to get, to get subs and whatever which is which is awesome for her but like some people obviously don't like that or whatever i whatever i think it's fine i would do that i say get that bag yeah exactly i don't know anything Um, about this person but i say get that i I don't either really a thing with that uh, oh i i haven't followed it recently but um uh i think she's divorced by now but i that it came out that her husband was like controlling all of this. Oh, that's bad. Something okay. like that. Yeah. I just think she's, I say if... she's all in control of it now. Okay. But so, okay, mm-hmm. she's getting that. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm like, dude, if if I if I was poison ivy, if I was amaranth, I'd be doing the exact dude, same thing. Dude, it sucks. Like, hell yeah. We, yeah. What else are you gonna do? Like, go. Yeah. go. It sucks having a job. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do whatever you, do just, whatever you want. Well, just you know. like very <laughs> viscerally, like looking at the two of them, like Poison Ivy and Amaranth, I was just like, wow. Like, so in the new one, there. much like, much like, uh, they could bring Poison Ivy as like the very, a more serious, uh, eco-terrorist character in, um, Robert Pattinson's next Batman. And like, they were like, you remember how the Riddler, they were like, he has 500 followers on social media or yeah. they acted like he was like an incel guy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they acted like that was a lot of followers. Um, uh, um, they, she could be like a streamer or something. 
And she Poison goes, Ivy's got the biggest OnlyFans in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me, did we did we kind of spell out what Mr. Freeze's plan is? Like, I think they reveal it at this point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think okay. it's it's Do so you take it away? goofy. No. <laughs> Come you, on, give it a try. Yeah, just... I'm not very good at explaining that, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I so, was hoping you would, so... <laughs> I didn't he, have to. He needs the diamonds, not only to power his suit, but... Uh, to enhance a laser, uh, a diamond enhanced laser. Is that real? <laughs> Is that a thing? He needs so, a, so he's got his big goober that has like 20 <laughs> slots where you put diamonds inside of it. And once you have the diamonds, it can turn that big telescope that we talked about into a giant ice gun. Yeah. Now that's, he, that's the rub. He needs, he needs that so he can hold them the world hostage so he can get money yes. for medical research now these diamonds all have to be a very specific shape too because the the holes are all the same <laughs> you gotta <laughs> plug them in these, how much i mean i don't i guess you know if you can hold the world hostage you then can get as much money you need for the research you know so like never mind the diamonds you need you you're gonna need kind of a steady flow of cash so, you know, people you just went right to Bruce Wayne right away. People make fun of that plan because it is outlandish. But I think it actually makes sense when you really think about it. You know, it's actually uh, it, it when is... you really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the prequels where it's like people make fun of it. It's goofy. It's like Jar Jar Binks. But it's actually like the perfect metaphor for like American uh, empire and democracy and all that stuff. You know, the crumbling of such a thing. That's, uh, that's one of our favorite that's one of my favorite virtual theater episodes where we spent like four hours talking about the phantom menace exactly yeah it's a must listen it's like one of the great political texts of our times for sure <laughs> anyway all right so uh we've got uh yeah so so batman and robin are after mr freeze and long story short batman captures mr freeze but this guy, Batman, deactivates Robin's Redbird bike using his his override controls mm. and almost kills Robin because Robin is sliding off this... Gi- so there's like this ginormous palm, of the, like a hand palm. It's like massive that these... Uh, that Mr. Freeze and Batman so and Robin awesome. are all riding down. So sick. And Batman's like, you're not going to make the jump! And Robin's like, I'm going to make it, motherfucker! <laughs> and Batman's just like, no, you're not. And so he deactivates his, his motorcycle, which would piss me off, too. Mm-hmm. And and then, um, I think this is the same point, too. Even worse, like, Robin gets thrown into, like, this big vat of goop, like, ice cream or something like that. And, like, he kind of... He's like, I'm going solo! Fuck you! After, <laughs> like... So we have some, we have some dissension... Between Batman and Robin, but Mr. Freeze has been caught and taken to Arkham Asylum. And this poor bastard, he has one beam of like super cold, I don't know, energy coming down from his cell. He has to stay in that energy. If he yes. needs to shit, he's fucked. Like he can't go anywhere. <laughs> there's no other there's no other cold beams. Like this really brought me back to watching Predator because a a big part of the movie Predator was that uh, in the making of it is they couldn't have Jean-Claude Van Damme play the Predator because they thought he would look too small uh, mm. next to Arnie. So in this, mm. they've, they've got Arkham Asylum. They've got two guards there. Well, how are these two guards 
going to guard Mr. Freeze. They 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 cast them as uh, I think his name's Ralph Moeller. He's like he's a big jack. He was a Mr. Universe and like he's an actor and a bunch of stuff. But then, speaking of Predator, the other guard is played by Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, yeah. You know, former wrestler and governor of Minnesota. Uh, so they just give him the most two like comically <laughs> jacked guards you could ever imagine. Uh, did, you, did you finish Predator with me, or did you fall asleep? I don't know. I think I fell asleep. Damn it. Yeah. So there's, uh, yeah, there's like some more Predator cast members <laughs> in this movie, which I think the I more the merrier. Those two guards are so wicked. They're just like such jabroni <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you just hate them right away too you're like i can't wait till freeze gets them well it, it, it is so comical to think like because like mr freeze is this like mega dude and he's got like i guess without his power he's screwed and they make they make fun of him for it but it's like in a real like one-on-one fight like these guys could not take mr freeze <laughs> come on no if it was um, a fair fight okay so there's a ton of stuff going on in this movie. So now we're going to pivot to something else going on. This whole time, there's been another sub-story mm-hmm. going on involving Alfred, which we haven't even touched on yet. Oh my and God. Alfred, Alfred is sick. <laughs> yes. And uh, he's he has contacted McGregor Syndrome. Uh-oh. If that sounds familiar to anybody. And, but luckily, an early stage of McGregor Syndrome. And you know what? Say what you will about this movie, but uh, there's something just so precious about... Uh, Michael, Michael Go Goo? What's, what's his I don't name? remember how to pronounce his name. I, I don't he, know. I, I'm just going to say Go. That could be wrong. Is it Go? Um, but he, he was, the of course, Alfred in, in all four movies, all four Batman movies, and uh, he, I, I believe he passed away shortly after this movie. Aw. He's my favorite Alfred, I think, of all the of all the movie Alfreds. He has the most, like, like just, like, classic old butler, like... Uh, yeah. I can't say he's my favorite Alfred, but he was so precious, I think, in his role. Like, the Alfred role in these movies, too, was, like, very small compared to, like, like The Dark Knight or, Mm -hmm. like, the the new movies, I feel like. But, yeah, he was great in this movie. That was a storyline where I was just like, dang. Like, when him and George Clooney were talking to each other, it's like... That was so sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. That was was probably, like, the best acting in the movie, to be honest. Like, the most heartfelt acting. Mm -hmm. That was probably, yeah, one of the best scenes, just, like from an acting yeah for sure which is like like, very genuine yeah and again it's like george clooney makes like a great bruce wayne yeah george uh, well you could say this about a lot of people in the movie but george clooney is a great actor and uh mike michael go is he he had a long long career he's a fantastic actor as well and they're they're like this is like i guess the most actual serious scene you can get out of the movie so if you have like two good actors like actually trying to be serious, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get something out of that for sure. Like yeah, all was... the other like uh, Uma and Arnold are all great like in all kinds of movies, but obviously like they're they're specifically being told like act like a cartoon character, you know? Yeah, which which is great, but yeah, yeah. you're, oh, you're they, right. Like, yeah. These are like two legitimate actors in a legitimate like acting scene, and, and I thought that it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Alfred, as mentioned, he's sick, and um, he's he's actually like dying, and there's also like this this great uh, subplot there too, where he's kind of like he's questioning, or not not even him necessarily, but like people are questioning, like, are you happy dedicating your life to you know serving at the at Wayne Manor? And of course, he says that he is and stuff like that, and it's just it's a nice uh, story, but 
that's not the the main point of the story. The main point of this story is to meet Alicia Silverstone's mm-hmm. character of uh, what is her name in this one? This is just can't remember what the hell Batgirl's name is. Barb Barbara Pennyworth. Is her last yeah. name? So obviously in the comics, uh, Batgirl Barbara Gordon is is Commissioner Gordon's daughter um, and is a relative of of Alfred in this movie. But she shows up and uh, she starts stealing motorcycles. Right away, she got kicked out of school. I thought Alicia Silverstone actually was pretty decent in this movie for like what, for like what they gave her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was another like let's add another plot thread onto the to the mount to the mountain of things going on, and mm-hmm. it it sort of also becomes like it's sort of like another thing with the with the story between. Uh, Bruce and Robin or whatever you know it, it become it plays into that but I feel like it it doesn't fully work into it as much like I feel that's another thing where it's like maybe if they focused on that conflict yeah. like that could be a thing you know like maybe Robin's now taking someone under his wing but then it's also weird because he's like into her so it's like mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you really want him to be like the mentor yeah type. I don't yeah. know yeah yeah when she it's, showed uh... up I definitely thought like she was there's gonna be a bigger storyline with her and then she doesn't really become that girl until like the very end mm-hmm. yeah and it's just sort of like it just sort of it happens like she's gone for a while we, i don't know if we want to talk about that scene but that's another one where it's like it is inevitable that she's gonna find out and when she finds out alfred's like yep i've i've got this message ready to go yeah. like i was just yeah. Like, yeah ready for this i could see like a movie like a storyline where it's like Maybe her and Robin do have a thing, but then there's mm-hmm. like a poison i poison ivy's like messing with them, so maybe there's some that conflict would have there. Been good. You know, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's there's too much going on in this. Too movie. much like, going we, on. We all agree, like it's yeah. uh, as my father so, would say, ten pounds of of horse manure in a five pound bag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes that leads to a fantastic movie. Yeah. <laughs> All that horse uh, So, so back. I, I let me rephrase it. She's not back early yet. So Barbara steals a motorcycle, and uh, Robin is onto her, and he's like, "Where is this girl going?" And so he follows her on his other motorcycle, and she's going to this amazing club called. Uh, hold on, the the Turkish Bath, mm. which is like this neon cyberpunk crazy bar where like all these people are in costumes and they're just like doing this like outrageously dangerous street racing including sick coolio is there that's right oh my (laughs) god i totally (laughs) forgot about that coolio is just hanging out um at the at the club that's how cool it is gangster's paradise hmm yeah he's got the (laughs) (laughs) um i actually Oh, I thought I thought I had read too. They were like maybe he was gonna maybe be in a sequel or something they were doing, but I could be wrong. I was trying trying to look it up on the fly. But anyway, Coolio is at this place. It's it's a great cameo. We all love to see Coolio. That, oh, and and this whole this whole sequence is so awesome. And like there, it's it's actually like a pretty well shot, like well like action like scene with like yeah. his motor motorcycle chase and like all these people are trying to kill. Batgirl because she won the race a couple nights ago and they're all just like some girl won the motorcycle race <laughs> and they're trying to take her out and like Robin is is right there with her and um, it ends actually it ends with this which is this amazing shot I thought where like 
they uh, they kill Batgirl. Like she's sliding, her motorcycle falls off this like this. Uh, what are those gizmos called? The skyscraper construction gizmos. Like crane? scaffolding. Scaffold, yeah, oh. like a crane scaffolding. Mm. And so her motorcycle falls off. And Batgirl is about to go over the edge, but Robin grabs her by the foot, and his one his one foot is barely hanging on to this like loose part of this crane. Yeah. And then the next shot, they're just back at the Batcave. It's like, how the fuck do they get out of there? Like, <laughs> unless Robin just like yeeted her over his head back onto the crane. Like, don't think about the physics. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. Don't let it get in the way of a good story. But yeah, I, I thought this like scene was awesome. I was trying to find it, but I I found um. The sequel talk. There's two things I was reading here on Wikipedia. One says the potential sequel they considered um, Nicolas Cage for Scarecrow, and uh, Ooh. Uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, Courtney Love is Harley Quinn. That's what it says here. But then mm-hmm. I, the next paragraph says Clooney, O'Donnell, Silverstone, and Coolio were set to reprise the roles of Batman, Robin, Batgirl, and Scarecrow. So maybe Coolio could play Scarecrow? I don't know. I, I, I'm just reading from Wikipedia so here. Awesome. I, I don't know how verified this is. But I think that even the oh. concept I read was they wanted to uh, resurrect the Joker. Uh, You're right. <laughs> have Jack Titled Nicholson. Batman Unchained, but often incorrectly referred to as Batman Triumphant. The script had the Scarecrow as a main villain and the Joker in hallucination. So, like, basically, like, Arkham Knight. Like, that story. Because that's mm. exactly what that game did. They should have done it. I think I think cool. Nick Cage or Coolio would both be good. Uh, I'm taking Coolio. I like yeah. Nick Cage, but that would I'd been say save else him for see. Batman versus a very Batman versus Superman. You know, <laughs> like that that would be dope. Coolio could have been Lex Lex Luthor. That would have been sick. Oh that been cool. yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, we have uh, we have the big fight, and Poison Ivy now is is really honed in on Robin. She can sense a little insecurity there, a little. Uh, little friction with batman and she's just like i'm gonna kill this kid and i'm gonna seduce him and i'm gonna turn him against batman and so uh that's her that's her master plan and um yeah so as mentioned earlier bane he just steals just steals the bat signal poison ivy makes it into a uh <laughs> to a robin signal by the way we totally skipped over this by the way poison ivy breaks uh mr freeze out of jail now they're teaming up so Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. Their escape is insane, by the way. They fucking jump out from, like, 300-story, like, like prison cell into, like, this awful river below. And, like, they're just... They're okay. No worries. Well, I mean, like, the other thing, it's too, is that, like, they're in the cell. And instead of the guards, like, unlocking the door from the outside, they then have to, like, cut out the door because somehow they're locked from the outside, which also makes no sense. <laughs> It's Hell yeah. extra <laughs> security. No one in or out. Yeah. <laughs> Those two poor blokes guarding Freeze are like, let me out of here. Aww. Rest in peace. Yeah, so um, Poison Ivy's lair looks freaking awesome, by the way. This, like, yes. jungly, mm-hmm. uh, wicked More light. cool lighting like, The lighting in, the in this movie is so yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Um, Andy, you, so she's... You, you, you guys should watch the movie Flatliners if you haven't. Like, it's, it's so sick. It... It's it's Joel Schumacher. It's set in Chicago, and we okay. and you know when you watch it, and they have cool like sh- city shots with the lighting and stuff. You're like, man, this guy should make a Batman movie. Like it, it looks <laughs> really cool. Cool. <laughs> Enough people said that, I guess. They're yes. like, yeah, like get this guy the Batman movie. 
I don't know if that's what um, people like always aspire to do as a <laughs> as a director. You know, you're like, I I really want to just make a Batman movie, but he he got it. You know, they, they gave it to him. If I could make a Batman movie, true, oh, mm-hmm. that'd be, true, that'd be <laughs> unreal. Um, all right, we're, oh yeah, so po- Poison Ivy's lair. So uh, very so Robin and Batman have kind of a big moment where uh, goes, they're throwing a bunch of lines Robin at each signal. other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't question like, that, that that's that weird, you know? Like, the bat signal is now the Robin signal. <laughs> she, she wants me, Bruce, and not you, and it's driving you crazy. Yeah, he kind of is, like, this, like, 30-year-old punk that acts like he's, like, 16 in this movie. So weird. Yeah. Is he meant to be 30? Like, I like I kind of feel like he is, like, obviously, like, younger in age, but he, he does seem kind of like that, like, whiny little brother kind of, like... He just like he looks kind What's, of old though. For what do you think his actual age was? Like you know, it's a big thing to cast like late twenties, early thirty-year-olds as like, teenagers. Yeah, yeah like so. I, I guess they do that though. Like they they make like older people play like young kids and like yeah. make them more mature when they're supposed to be young. I don't know. At the time of the release of the movie, he would have been twenty-seven. So. You know that checks out. Yeah, yeah. I could see. I could see him playing. He's playing like maybe a high school, like an eighteen-year-old. I could see that. <laughs> I guess I was kind of a when I was twenty-seven. That's when we started dating. I was I was kind of a, a Robin-esque, always being like, ah, I know better. I, I can. Maybe I don't know see if that. I would yeah. say that. Yeah. Well, I yeah, think you were I, you know, I was trying like... to give him some some props. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. I think you know, not every, every not everyone's the same. There's people who've got it completely together at age 20 or even younger but like mm, I, I work with a bunch of 19 to 20 something year olds and I'm like you were you were a fucking child like you <laughs> you should not be allowed to like drive <laughs> like yeah I was not way ready more... to integrate into society yet yeah <laughs> way more mature than you at 27 hey no oh okay I can't see that. I, I can't we're... see that at all. <laughs> no. Well, I just told a lie on this podcast, so I apologize. You were probably, and you probably were like, when you you and you were eighteen years old, you probably you know were had it all together, right? Uh, in some ways, you're a serious person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are some um, things I right. had to figure out. But... Okay, we all do, you know. But some some well, kids are just, you know, dumb. Every, no offense. Everyone gets there eventually. Yeah. Um. Even oh, you Robin, hope, you hope so. He does. Yeah. They they have this big moment. They, they throw out these like. I can't remember what these cheesy lines are, but they're they're really lame, and they're just like sometimes like brotherhood is is trusting someone else mm-hmm. to whatever, and like Batman throws it back at Robin as he's about to venture off and and go meet the Robin signal, and so they have this moment where they're looking at each other. They're trying to say bros before hoes, but they they That's they exactly don't want to do it. It's all but said in this scene. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Just imagine Batman just like giving the fatherly like birds and the bees talk to Robin like <laughs> the birds and the bats. Yeah. yeah. Robin use bat protection to just... So well, Robin goes over to that, I mean that is kind of the advice yeah. that's given. I, I mean that is kind of what he did. I uh, so Robin goes over We'll never forget he... this scene like from when I saw it as a kid cuz I I when I was yeah. a kid I was like I was like wow that's that's crazy. Well we could talk about it, you know, but I I was I remember seeing it as a kid too, and I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" <gasps> so, so Robin goes over, 
And he he also has these like lame ass lines. He's like, I need to know that you're serious about turning over a new leaf. Yeah. <laughs> Again with the puns, yeah. She, she looks Poison Ivy looks great, by the way. Awesome. She's all she's dressed in all red. Yeah. Um this is the, your is your thumb the only part of you that's green? <laughs> See, oh he's my god the carpets my match god. the We skipped over one of the best lines in the movie, by the way. So after the initial the initial gala where Batman and Robin have the pheromone dust blasted into them, after it wears off, <laughs> both of them are talking and they're like I don't know what was going on with me there for a while, but I was all I could think about was Poison Ivy. And they're like, yeah, I'm totally over her. Me too. There's this pause. And it's like, they are. Nice stems, though. Buds, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even remember that one. Okay. Yeah. The reveal of oh her like God. fit here reminds me so much of, in Batman Forever, like, every actually, like, developing over the movie, uh, she has this, too, but similar to the Riddler, where, like, each one... Jim Carrey unveils like an even sicker fit to like by the end where he's just got like the white with like you know it's like he looks like like a diamond you know what I mean and then this like the big reveal of her like kind of big outfit here I was like dang she looks so awesome Mm -hmm. and like sitting on the flower thing what did you think of it it was great she has like all the she's really coordinated like her nails her lip makeup her eye makeup she's got like this Mm -hmm. dual tone thing going Mm -hmm. on yeah you got that was cool too like her her eyebrows always had like i don't know like something like they were like different like glitter like leafy Mm -hmm. kind of things like her yeah her makeup her outfits like everything was on point for her this Mm -hmm. movie like i feel like deserve like i think actually batman forever got like nominated for like some design stuff but i don't know if this movie got the same like treatment because of the reception or whatever yeah Uh, Yeah. but like honestly like the set designs the the costumes the cinematography Mm -hmm. i like i thought that it all looked so good that i'm like this this should have gotten an award you know yeah, I, I I can't disagree with you there. I don't like, think it did. This like everything about this scene specifically too, I thought was like so wicked. Um, she just she looks so like powerful just sitting there, like she's like, like just looks like on her throne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, it looked awesome. And Robin is going over there, and he's just like he cannot wait to kiss Poison Ivy, and uh, but he has a plan. He's like, tell me Mister Freeze's plan, and I'll kiss you. And she's like, well, whatever. He's gonna die, so. Sure. So she does. She gives him a smooch. And then he pulls off the fake lips. <laughs> Rubber <like>, lips. <laughs> so he did have protection. He, did, he had protection. Yeah. I was um, waiting the whole movie for this to happen. Yeah. You saw it coming. Early, I remember early watching the, it as early a kid. In the and movie, I was just like, I was like <laughs> gosh, you gotta use lip protection. Wow. It yeah. looks like he's wearing <laughs> lip gloss. Like his lips are very <laughs> shiny. It like I wonder like blew my mind as a kid. Like I think it's one of oh. like the most harrowing <laughs> scenes I've ever seen as a kid because I was like one the thought of like like kissing someone was like <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? That's crazy. I'm 7. But then and and the movie's very sexual too. So it was just like it was just like whoa. Dude, this yeah. is weird. Robin's um, nipples on his suit are like yeah. <laughs> But but then like Andy you said it earlier. You were like like no no i like that's how i felt but then when he pulled off the plastic fake lips i was like holy shit 
blew yeah. my mind. mind. Like now I watch it, I'm like this is it's so fucking absurd. <laughs> but like as a kid, it like seriously like from start to finish, I was like enraptured. Like could not believe. Do you think it. that would be enough to stop the poison? Just like those flimsy, or would you need like a whole mouth kind of gimmick? I kind of feel like she probably like slips a little bit of tongue so it like goes into your mouth. Oh, that's how. I don't know if like the lips are enough. He should have had a whole. There's no tongue uh, on that kiss. Yeah. What do you call? He should have had a whole like, like a like a like a fake goatee or something. (laughs) Like one that would also protect the inside from tonguing. Mm -hmm. You know. I wonder if they sell that at the uh, the triple X store. Do you have any mouth condoms? <laughs> they have to, right? Like that has to exist. Somebody out there knows. Because you know, there's there's other they, things you they could make get. Stuff, but not not for uh, kissing poison. Well, okay, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> for, like... It's a different type of seed, but same it's idea. A seed, nonetheless. <laughs> If you know the answer to this question, let me know, and I I swear we'll keep your name anonymous. <laughs> this is one where the people who who review and they're like, Andy, I why are you why are you saying such foul language on this podcast? They're gonna be bad. Yeah, we're sorry, Andy, and without old Allison to keep you in line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this is where we finally. And by the way, does Robin ever suck in this fight? Because like he goes. <laughs> After his after he he's done kissing her and he has the big reveal, he fucking immediately is like whooped. thrown into the the lake of, mm-hmm. of plants and is getting his ass whooped. He had I no don't even remember Batman's that. there. Uh, I think Batgirl gets there first because then Batgirl yeah. and Poison Ivy. I mean, like you can call it a fight, but it's like oh, it was so it's good. bad. Like girl slaps girl and like falls down. Like it was it's so good. Ugh. I don't remember give, the fight. You as give much, women so. a bad name. It's uh, not th- memorable. Some, like it's like there's some slut shaming yeah. happening. Yeah. Third, third wave oh, feminism yeah. going on third, here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A little outdated, for sure. Uh, yep, I, I thought it was a great fight. Like, but I, uh, yeah, it it was okay. I I could have done with like a little bit more. Like Ronda Rousey and like like the fast movies. Like she like kicks ass. Like she's like like that's what I would have liked to see. Oh, her her versus Michelle. Yeah. yeah, like obviously we're not there in this, you know, 1997 movie. But I feel like when Batman does finally show up and like they look at at Batgirl and they're like, "Who are you?" Like they have no idea who she is, and she's like, "It's me, Barbara." Like I'm Batgirl. <laughs> Good. She's. Like, I guess it doesn't matter because there's only like a few people there, but she's fully suited up and she's like, "Bruce." It's me, yeah. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Down. And now it's gonna really had dinner s- yesterday. <laughs> it's gonna really start to look weird if like Bruce Wayne goes somewhere with like Robin and her like somewhere, and they're like yeah. these three kind of seem like. I swear the- I know them from somewhere. Aren't they all living together? Like, don't they live at the manor? Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm sure there's some yeah. like paparazzi people who are. You know, gotta be out there looking. You know, shout out to, to, uh, I was about to call her Moaning Myrtle, but that's not her name. Gossip uh, Gertie. The... Gossip Gertie. Yeah. Gossip Gertie. Just like, Bruce, when are you getting married? Yeah. She also it's... understands the assignment for sure. Yeah. yeah. She was, and it, it's like totally true because she totally reminds me of like all those like ET shows that you used to watch back in the day, mm-hmm. which is like these awful celebrity yeah. shows. 
So I, I love uh, her role in this too. Um, yeah. So Batgirl, Poison Ivy, they throw down. There, there is a ridiculous scene too, where like Poison Ivy's like attacking and she's like, does her makeup <laughs> or whatever. And uh, this is where we learned too. We skipped over this, by the way, when we were breaking uh, Mr. Freeze out of Arkham, but Poison Ivy actually kills Freeze's wife, or so we think. Mm, mm-hmm. So we think. That's she right. pulled the plug and she's stupid enough to say like, just like I told Mrs. Freeze when I pulled her plug, this is a one woman show. <laughs> For everybody like, to hear and everybody to record. What, why would you do that, you know? Yeah. Don't incriminate mm-hmm. yourself. She's a scientist, not a criminal, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not a very it's good true. plan. No. You've watched enough true crime. I think he would have done a better job covering up that murder. Yeah, you don't just blurt it out. No. Um, so that's that's it for Poison Ivy. She's going to prison. Um, she's uh, she's going to prison for eco-crimes. And now we're going to get to the last... The last showcase of this movie where Mr. Freeze has turned the uh, the telescope into a ginormous ice gun. And actually, speaking of Goldeneye, this totally reminded me of Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Where, like, uh, so long story short, Batman and Robin are heroes and Batgirl. Uh, they all go there. They're, they get into a big fight. Batgirl and Robin, they take out Bane. They kick out his little venom pack. So he's, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, a it's nasty. Dude again. Shrunken. Yeah. It's gross. I don't, there's something very gross about that. I don't know. Very, very squishy and very, like, he's, like, deflated. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, so we got, uh, we got Freeze versus Batman. And Freeze, well, I mean, he freezes the entire, the entirety of Gotham City. <laughs> this and they is do so this, like, awesome. Uh, by the way, shout out to those two heroes, those two scientists mm-hmm. on that fucking telescope. They're hanging <laughs> on for dear life. Bruce is like zigzagging that thing everywhere around, and like they're just like, oh, you okay? <laughs> I like, like that. Yeah. I like the actors and everything too. They're, they're awesome. They were throughout the movie, and I like they kind of every time they showed up, it was it was like, oh, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, Batman he saves them, but he like he drops them on like the bottom of the ocean it seems like they're they're on like this ice like little iceberg right by the water there's like they're on the bottom of a cliff and i was like where are these poor guys going is batman coming back we get a bat ship they'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) the bat boat Uh, um so yeah we uh we're here we we got our final battle and uh (laughs) this is such a video game thing i felt bruce bruce turns this telescope into like I don't even know how you just like literally golden. I think I think this is like the same gimmick golden I use. He like rerouted all like the fucking metrics of the satellite. He's like, well, it's sunny on the other side of the world right now, so let's channel that into this. And he that turns the telescope into like this big sun gun. Mm-hmm. Sun gun, awesome. This felt like yeah, it's like a like seems like a Doom Two weapon. <laughs> it's more like the ice dungeon, you know, where you got it, you finally got your uh, your weapon that can melt all the ice, you know. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So um, yeah, they they melt, they melt Gotham City in time. Although I dare say, seemed like it might have been over eleven minutes if you're asking me. But uh, who's counting? No, I think they only had like six minutes before midnight or something. Like there was also they had like a time crunch because after midnight, something else happened. So the clock it was like eleven fifty four, and then like it kept. Hmm. Oh, I just like, thought that's the when time. the eleven minutes was up, and they were thawed for good. Well, maybe, maybe. I thought there was something know, about midnight. Maybe not. I do think, like, if you probably froze the whole city and then, like, hit it with a sun gun, like, it would probably cause, like, catastrophic damage. But... I was waiting for it to flood. Like, if you have all of that ice, then, like, there should be flooding. It's but there wasn't. <laughs> yeah. 
That's powerful sunlight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And when the regular sun comes up, everything will be just fine. Yeah. Can you imagine though, like you're you're just like minding your own business in Gotham City, you're watching Netflix, and you're just like fucking frozen in your apartment and like sitting there, and like like if you get thawed out by the sun, do you even remember that? Do you even know what happened? There I don't a, know. The little dog, he was peeing on the fire hydrant, and got frozen, <laughs> oh. and then just like trots away. <laughs> Good dog Poor danger. Guy. Yeah. They're yeah. all about the the dog dog saving dogs from peril in this time period. Yeah, we we oh yeah yeah uh, Independence Day had the oh, had the dog man. part. What was the other one? Volcano and Dante's Peak. Both the volcano Both movies had a dog, had a dog danger, like uh, scene. I think those were inspired by Independence Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the ultimate dog danger scene. I think. Oh, it's so epic when the dog the dog like heroically jumps out of the <laughs> way of the explosion. Do you remember the scene from Independence Day? I don't. Oh, he the, the, this dog is like, there's like a fireball coming down this like tunnel, like this car tunnel, and like every, all the humans are safe and they're just like, I can't remember. Well, the, the dog so name. there's like, like a on, little there's a little door off to the side. Which, I don't know how that would save you from the massive fireball going down the tunnel. <laughs> but Vivica Fox gets in there and is safe and, like, the dog's running for it. And it's that, it, it, like Andy was just saying, like, the, come on, come on, come on. And the dog jumps <laughs> and the fireball. Slow motion. <laughs> like, yeah, just in the background, like, epic, Aww. epic dog action. Dude, I was, when I was watching John Wick 4 last night, I was pumping my fist when, uh, when Wick took out the the main like stooge bad guy that was about to hurt nobody's dog, oh my god, that was sick. Yeah, so and then awesome. the dog like rips his nuts off at the end. <laughs> yes, yeah, good uh, shit. Yeah, that yeah, the um, dogs are really getting in on it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Movies have come along. So, <laughs> so we're almost we're almost home at uh, this Batman and Robin uh, conclusion here. So Freeze is defeated. He's been sunbeamed. He's he's down. He's out. He looks gnarly. He's all. He's all hot, and uh, and Batman goes up to him, and he's like, Victor Freeze, I know that there's a scientist in there somewhere. You're a good man somewhere beneath that snow. I'm asking you to save a life. I know you've cured McGregor's syndrome stage one, and I have someone that has that, so can you help me? Take two of these and call me in the morning. (laughs) Good shit. That was awesome. That was a good <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, I, I serious. I loved that it. That was a good line. I loved I it. I love the vials. That was his best part. That he gives him. Yeah. And he just has them, and they look so cool, and they're LED. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. Um, so Alfred is saved. Yeah. Thanks to Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze knows the truth about Poison Ivy now, and it's revealed that his wife is indeed fine. Somebody found her and pulled her, put her plug back in, so she's still frozen. And by God... The gentlemanly Bruce Wayne is going to fund Freeze's research in prison. Um, so, happy endings all around. And Batgirl is going to stay and join the family, and we're going to need a bigger Batcave. <laughs> I, this seems like the Batcave is plenty big, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Imagine, though, how long it's going to take if the Batmobile needs to come out, and then the Redbird needs to come out, and then whatever Batgirl's driving needs to come out. Mm-hmm. The crime's going to be half committed. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, that you made me think of one thing that we sort of went past was <clears throat> when she does discover it. Another thing I really like is when she's trying to guess Alfred's password. Oh, it's yeah. just so funny, <laughs> like his password security 
is it's not up to date. Like Google would not no. allow you to put this password in. <laughs> She's guessing like times were different. <laughs> England is one of the guesses. Yeah. <laughs> I love too that like you can just guess and guess and guess. Like there is no locking yeah. you out. Yeah. You just sit there for hours like you were six hundredth try. No special character, no number. Also, a uh, cool bit of lore is that uh, Alfred's brother, Wilfred, mm-hmm. is also a butler to the Maharaja of somewhere, which Just is pretty tight. famous f- family of butlers. <laughs> <laughs> the Pennyworths are studs, yeah. Good family. So, that's Batman and Robin. And, um, worth mentioning too, my last note here, I want to make sure that we get this in, is... They got the like a remix of the Batman theme at the end. Mm-hmm. Awesome! It's so good, so good. Oh. Batman theme. Say what you will about this movie, but the music is awesome. We should mention the soundtrack, yeah, because there were three songs they get in the in the tra- the credits there, and three of them yep. have music videos even too. We watched them. There's the what was there? There's the Smashing Pumpkins one, which is kind of the main one. Which which I didn't know was so I always <laughs> saw so the end. Is the beginning is the end by the Smashing Pumpkins. I always saw that in like the slower version of that, like the non-Rocky one that they played in the Watchmen trailer. Do you guys remember that? I remember that, yeah. But no, yeah, it's it's fe- it's sort of this movie's version of the what was the U two one in the last movie? It was like Hold Me, Kiss Me, Throw oh, Me, or whatever. Kiss Me, Throw. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got that same sort of like almost like cyber EDM kind of vibe going to it <laughs> then they had uh the there was a bone thugs and harmony song that actually um on one of the weeks on flashback 64 it's like in the top five on the billboard hot 100 so the you know i mean they're already huge but that was cool and i had a video and then there was r kelly had a gotham city ballad that's so funny gotham city city of justice <laughs> <laughs> it, it reads like he's like the mayor Ooh. or something like not even like he's batman you know um but yeah we don't yeah, want to think about him but that's a tough listen <laughs> yeah um yeah no no i mean like all of batman movies had like six soundtracks and mm-hmm. th- this the songs probably don't compare to kiss from no Rose, kiss of course, from Rose, they're, they're no. still pretty rocking or like one movie no. you know one movie the whole soundtrack was done by prince how do you how do you compete <laughs> with that you know <laughs> yeah um but yeah good a good time and of course as we all know this movie was received so catastrophically poorly that it basically killed batman for like eight years mm-hmm yeah, at least in while. in the movie yeah. form, right? Because I feel like it, Batman, pro, like I don't know. I guess when did the show probably ended, but there was there's always there's always I feel like been something Batman out there. Like there's been a million yeah. cartoon shows, like toys mm-hmm. and stuff. Like it's almost inevitable that it would come back. But I feel like yeah, yeah and this was arguably the height of Batman the animated series. I think we got Batman Beyond around this time too, which was I, so I can't sick. believe that they yeah. haven't made a Batman Beyond movie actually seems like such a no-brainer it's a time to, like, do. we're ready yeah um but yeah like i i think you you nailed it earlier Goo, when you said like the the reverberations of this movie i feel like are still being felt like 25 years later because like that that inspired the very like serious tone of batman begins and the dark mm-hmm. knight which like is still being used in like a lot of not even superhero movies but just like a lot of movies it was very grounded which i feel like that approach also led to the marvel approach where they were like well i want to do like the the funny kind of quippy approach too so very very interesting to trace like superhero movies today 
back to this and see how that this like this movie's failure kind of inspired them going forward. Mm-hmm. Like a big yeah, there was a big shift yeah. in how things went moving forward. Yeah, I was looking; um, it didn't get yeah. like it, the only things it got like nominated for were like those things like the golden raspberries or whatever. Um, so yeah. I don't want I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> but I was just I was checking out the soundtrack and I did see that the Smashing Pumpkins song won a Grammy for best hard rock performance. So really, yeah. yeah. So at least, go. at least, you know, Billy got his due. But I think, uh, well, I think, uh, the, I think the, at least the, the whole vibe, all the people who went into making the vibes of the movie deserve, uh, you know, say what you will about the story or like whether you like that or not. It's the movie does have mm-hmm. a cool, like look and feel to it that Gotham city looks mm-hmm. so awesome. Like, like I, I love the, the dark Knight trilogy for sure. Um, but like that just kind of looks like a city where Gotham city looks like nothing else. It looks like, you know, there's all these big gas statues, like as big as like these like ancient, like, mm-hmm. like you think of Lord of the Rings almost when you yes. think of that Gotham city, so, like, yeah. epic. the yeah. observatory on, I'm like the, the holding the hands like, it looks so awesome. Like, so yeah, say, I mean, say what you will about the movie. You can say a lot, but the Gotham city looks badass. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, any final thoughts on uh, Batman and Robin before before we sign off on our uh, yearly <laughs> yearly tradition here? You you first. I think we covered I think we covered everything. Just like the the visuals, the scripts, the puns. I feel like it all just came together in this like weird kind of like goofy way. Like it's in you know, like you're having fun watching it, but you know like <laughs> you knew it wasn't going to win any awards. Like, this was not the showstopper. But it was, like, it was a good time. It was fun, you know, just to kind of go along for the ride. Yeah. You, yeah, I, I would echo that. Yeah, I think... Well, I think while we were watching this movie, I was like, this could this could be a, a parody movie. Like, they could change... Mm-hmm. They could completely keep the script and <laughs> make it as a parody movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah but but it does have some some cool stuff yes some some of the dialogue crosses into that line (laughs) i i just thought of when mr freeze is like hurts the guy and he's like i hate when people talk during the movie (laughs) (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no yeah, I, I think I bet if they released like basically the same movie today well one it looks it it's so stunning. I think people would be like, "Wow, this looks so cool." But uh, yeah, I, I think it would go. It would get over pretty well if it was released today. I, like, I think if P, it like if you just made the like you're right the exact same movie, but you marketed the movie, you marketed the movie for what it is. I think yeah, I think it would be a hit. Like this is a great funny. Like you don't have to. You can just kind of shut your brain off, watch it, laugh, and like mm-hmm. it's a good Batman movie. And I think, like, the Batman cartoons are kind of a vault. Like, there's a cartoon called, like, The Batman, which is, like, a kind of a goofy cartoon, but it's it's supposed to be incredible. And, like, I think, they, like, there's an appetite for that. So I think that this was probably a case of, like, wrong place, wrong time. But I, I think that the movie, like, for what it is, and which is, like, this toy commercial that's full of, like, dumb puns for mm-hmm. young kids, like, I think it's actually fine. Like, it's I, it's very, it, like, it, it has some energy with the Mario Bros movie. Like I, I was going to say like it it makes me think of what you're saying about how now like you you've gotten like I think it sounds like like Bane in a movie in a way that you like the portrayal 
compared yeah. to this. And it reminds me it thinking of that. It reminded me of when I when I have discussed this with a, a friend of mine on the Mario movie, the original one where he was like, he's a little bit older. And he was like, I, I was disappointed at the time because I thought it was like a bad adaptation of like the Mario game. And I felt this way even before they released the new one, which is extremely faithful, you could say, where I was like, like, I just don't need to see a faithful adaptation of the Mario movie. And that might just come with like what level of like I like Batman and stuff. But even before The Dark Knight Rises, I was like, I I don't need to see like this serious Bane movie. Would it be cool? Probably. But like, I'm okay with the goofy ass Bane. I don't know. But that might, you know, I'm probably at a different place with it because I'm not, I like, I like the cartoons and stuff like that, but I haven't read mm-hmm. a ton of the comics. So, like, I didn't, I didn't need this movie to be anything other than, like, uh, like what it's going for. And I think for what it's going for, yeah. it's like, it, it hits the mark really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm like a big Batman guy. Like, I, like behind me, there's like a million Batman comics and like again like I thought that this movie uh, like the Bane thing aside because I I just I did want a bit more of Bane but like other than that I was like I thought I thought like Poison Ivy was great in this movie I thought that they she was goofy of course but like they got what her character is about over in a really awesome way mm-hmm. I thought Mr. Freeze like you know it's just Certainly, Schwarzenegger yeah. he's mm-hmm. having a good time like that was fine um like I thought everything was fine for like what it was so I, I understand why the why people hate this movie, but I, I do think that like time has been kind in a way to Batman and Robin. Because I think there's more people that are now just like, okay, it's kind of a mess, but like it's fun for what it is. Like I remember you always hear those urban legends that like George Clooney's like, Yeah, if you see me on the street, tell me you watch Batman and Robin, I'll give you ten bucks for your movie ticket or oh whatever. My God. It's like Well, I would, dude, you don't I need would to still do that, do that like, honestly. I mean I would too, but yeah. ten I bucks. I saw it four times, That's... George. <laughs> yeah. You saw it four times? I would tell him I did. Oh, okay. Get forty bucks. I I, I (laughs) honestly believed that you would have seen this four times as like a ten year old. I could see. I could see Um, you pulling it off. I probably saw it more than once. I'll tell you that. I saw The Dark Knight Rises. I think four times. That's a long movie. That was too Mm -hmm. many times. That's a lot of times. Um, But nevertheless. Um, So yeah, uh, Batman and Robin. Certified cyberpunk classic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Four thumbs up. I'm going to speak for everyone. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that time where we got to get out of here and we got to start plugging. And I guess today we're going to be plugging for an even longer amount of time <laughs> since we got double the amount of guests. So why don't we, uh, why don't we just start off with what we know and what we love? And that is of course, virtual theater where you can, uh, you know, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us on uh, all social media at virtual theater, except for Twitter where we're at virtual theater X. And, um, yeah, we uh, we also got a Patreon where we're going to be doing some uh, some live commentaries here coming soon, which I'm I'm very excited about. I'm excited that those are returning. Our our lineup of, of commentary movies is, if some I good do say oh, so yeah. myself, going to be <laughs> very good. Um, so lots of the virtual theater classics that you love, we're going to be revisiting. So I'm I'm stoked for that. Um, so you you know all of course about virtual theater. What you might not know is that over on SPNet's Patreon. We have a bonus virtual theater show once a month where my beautiful wife, Samantha, and I have a show called The Spiteri's Review, where as as the name implies, we uh, we review stuff. We, we <laughs> podcast about stuff. Last month was Twilight, mm-hmm. which was an experience. <laughs> uh, what else did we do? We did the... Uh, 
Treehouse of Horror. Uh, Barbenheimer, Treehouse of Horror. Oh, yeah. And um... Um, some Studio Ghibli movies, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. We got some Christmas. So I put Christmas movies on our Christmas poll, like Bad Santa <laughs> and Violent Night. Okay. And I guess you don't like those I movies. I want a bit more traditional Christmas movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life or something. Well, not like that traditional, but uh, like more Muppet so like Christmas actual like Carol. happy Christmas. Yeah. So what about <laughs> the Love Grinch. Actually and then the Grinch movies? So we got Ooh. Love Actually, Violent Night. One of those, one one of those might win. So yeah, you can check us out over on like the uh, Spateri's Review over on the SPNet Patreon, and of course, Goo and McKenna. Well, they got a little project going on called Flashback sixty four, which is mm-hmm. uh, I've had the uh, the privilege to appear on a couple different times, but to take it away, Goo. Yeah, Flashback 64. We were going through the N64 library chronologically um, by month. And then, you know, we give ourselves a month so we can comfortably experience some of these games with our lives. But if you're listening, we'll have stuff like this. I'll probably put this on the feed as well. Um, where in the in between, where we just talk about other things we're experiencing along the way in in its time period so we have like we're talking about this um we just did the like the volcano movies that came out in 1997 like dante speak and volcano <laughs> with uh rod and jess of a media made podcast and also it's it's not gonna be this month it's it's in a few months but we're also gonna do a crossover with movies that whip, we're gonna have Adriel on and talk about another um, high high grossing movie from 1997 that whips a lot of ass and has uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage in it. Um, I'll just say. Um, so yeah, we're doing all kinds of stuff. We'll talk about music and whatever whatever else. So we've got you know the main. I think I know what movie that is. I think. <laughs> it came out around. Actually, it was a uh, one of the other highest grossing movies in the same time period uh like all right i'll message you see if I'm you'll right. know you'll know what it is <laughs> yeah um but yeah um, so it's a great show and mckenna you you've got um you've got your own stuff too mm-hmm. uh i i have a youtube channel harvest harvest gamer mcliz which is mostly like let's play style videos but i got some other stuff working on yeah zelda stuff some zelda content yeah hell yeah cool anything you want to plug i got nothing on (laughs) my end your twitter account that you use (laughs) once every four months i'll uh i'll go on every couple months and just like your guys's post the virtual theater (laughs) (laughs) our social media guru yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) well this was a a crossover event for the ages i had a blast i am so i'm so happy that like we you know, like you said, it's nice to like we we talk through like each other mm-hmm. a lot, but it was nice to you know get together and do yeah. uh, do some stuff together. So I, I had a blast. Thanks guys for hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah. and ha- happy holidays to everyone listening. You know, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah, you're that's doing, right. I guess it is. Yeah, have a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, there's almost nothing that could be better in that stocking than a copy of Batman and Robin on DVD. So if you are lucky enough to get that, by God. Get the whole family together, get some cinnamon buns, some hot chocolate, and you watch this with the fireplace <laughs> crackling, and uh, you'll have a great time and a, and a great holiday of that, I can guarantee you. This was our crossover event, 
on the Spiteri's Review Flashback 64 in Virtual Theater on Batman and Robin. Wishing everyone a amazing holidays and a happy and safe new year. We're bringing it back in uh, 2024, bigger and better than ever. So we'll see you then, everybody. Until then, take care.